Welcome back to $2 Creature Feature, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast with Q-Times. I'm your keeper of mysteries, Mr. Ray. And with me today, we have our Season 2 crew, and we are starting up an entirely new campaign. So, I'm going to go ahead and let my players introduce themselves and give you a little insight about their character. Laura, you want to start us off? Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I am Laura, she, her. This season, I am playing Tammy Jo Marple, your hometown home finder. Uh, Tammy Jo uses uh, she, her pronouns and the monstrous playbook. She is relatively new to town and a um, on a mission to become the best and most accomplished <laughs> real estate agent this side of the Mississippi. I'm uh, Megan. Uh, I will be playing uh, Zelda Wardwell. Uh, we both use she, her. Uh, Zelda is the flake in a family full of monster hunters and investigators. So she's a little bit of the black sheep. So uh, she went into academia because that seemed to make sense. And uh, now she's uh, at this college in her first year teaching um, comparative folklore, but spending most of her uh, downtime, you know, trying to figure out mysteries that no one believes. Uh, yes. Hello, I'm Nye. Um, I am playing Eric Asherin of the Crooked Playbook. We both use he, him pronouns. And I am a fixer, or he is, I should say. Uh, I, I trade in magical and supernatural things. What kind of things? Who knows? I literally just find them and sell them to whoever will give me money. So, yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> What kind of things? Mind your business. That kind of things. <laughs> oh, that's not even that. It's like, well, I don't know. What do you need? So I got this thing. I got this thing. And I am Mr. Ray. As I said, I'm your keeper of mystery and I use he, him pronouns. Um, but I'm going to be playing everybody. So, you know, those pronouns are going to be all over the place. It's likely that no one saw the thief sneak into the old tunnel entrance on Bedford Avenue in the town of Jupiter Hollow. They would have no reason to keep an eye on the entrance. It was long abandoned, covered with a patchwork of mangled fencing, decaying plywood, and faded warning signs from the public works. Sure, certain people in town could remember a night spent in the tunnels during their teens. It was a common dare that was always accompanied with the story of the two kids who drowned during a freak flash flood in the 70s. The claustrophobic darkness, your breath pluming into the narrow beam of your flashlight's illumination. It was enough to make anyone see ghost. Almost anyone. The thief wasn't worried about ghost. Their breath didn't plume in front of them. It growled out of their throat in shrieks and sighs as they made their way around each corner. There was no need for a map or a flashlight. They could feel the direction they needed to go in their chest, a tightness that was as faithful as a compass once they'd learned how to feel it. A sound made them pause, glancing around, but it was just the rats, their eyes glinting in the darkness as they tried to determine whether the thief was a threat. The thief licked their lips, saliva dripping down their chin, and into a shallow pool of brackish standing water at their feet. A treat for later, certainly. But first, they had the job to do. They made note of their surroundings, and then let the pull in their chest carry them 
carry their feet deeper. Another 20 minutes took them to a collapsed portion of tunnel, just as expected. Carefully, they folded themselves through the rock, reveling in the feeling of flesh-scraping stone. It was the little things you missed, they thought to themselves as they yanked their hand free from where it had been caught between two boulders. They held up their hand, noting the two bloody dislocated fingers that hung limply to one side. They would have to see about having those fixed when they were done here, but they noted with satisfaction that the pain was no barrier. Their lips hitched up in the faint imitation of a sneering smile. Anyone who wasn't the thief would have given pause when they had arrived at the vault door. It was completely out of place in these tunnels, a heavy-set rectangular piece of wrought iron whose crouched presence filled the tunnels with an indefinable malice. A massive, spoked wheel jutted from its center. As they approached the last few steps, the thief pulled out a small leather pack, carefully unrolling it with their good hand, and selecting from the tools inside. When they found the one that they were looking for, they set to work, closing their eyes and placing their ear flat against the icy wrought iron and inserting the tool into the hidden set of tumblers. They stayed that way for hours, making minute adjustments and listening for the telltale click and chunk that would indicate that their task was nearly complete. When they finally opened their eyes, the final tumbler having fallen open, two small reflective eyes were staring back at them just within reach. The saliva returned in force, burbling out of their mouth and down their chin in long strings. The rat approached, its nose searching the air for the source of the new acrid smell. In one motion, the thief leaned forward, snatching the rat off the ground and digging their teeth into the flesh. They would feel the rat struggling, biting their tongue and their cheek back in their throat in terror, but it was too late. The thief mashed their jaw together, and inside their mouth, the struggle ceased, replaced instead with the pleasant warmth. As they chewed the lifeless form in the darkness, the thief couldn't help but let the sneering smile return to their lips. What a wonderful day it had been. What a wonderful day. The first of many to come. So we open on Jupiter Hollow during the day. It was uh, during one of the many, many events that Town Hall puts on that may or may not hit the best mark. The old Onion Town delegation had come together and formed a very special event for the springtime. The Onion Beer Fest has six huge white outdoor tents that sit roughly in a rectangle along the center of Main Street. Patrons at the Onion Brew Fest may be a little tipsy, but they are sparse because the rules of Onion Brewfest is that your brew must have a strong taste of onion. Mayor Best is trying anything he can to either embrace the town's image because of its nickname or, you know, also try to change that image. He's he's working both ends of it. There's a stage at one end of this rectangle where, you know, they have announcements going. They have a DJ up there who's playing music and we open on. Tammy Joe Marple. Tammy, you're meeting with a former client who is interested in possibly moving. What is that former client's name? Uh, the client's name is Allison Williams. Allison Williams? 
Mm-hmm. And her partner, um, St. <laughs> <Saint> William Allison. <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's All how right. they met. Uh, Allison is she, her, and... And, uh, yeah, and William is, is uh, he, him. Uh, yeah, so one of the tents is uh, Ken Washburn's tent. He's an owner of a local diner, but anybody who knows Ken knows he's really into microbrewing. I don't know if you know the kind of guys who are into that, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ken is very happy, very proud to be displaying his brew. He's a very large African-American guy. He's got, he's one of those guys, he's very huggable, got a very big personality, very, very kind, doesn't know a stranger. So you all are in his tent, and in this tent, it's got, you know, table and a keg. It's got like several tables and chairs set up. And so Allison and William are there meeting with you. I gotta tell you, when I suggested meeting here, I didn't understand quite that it was the onion brew fest. I had understood onion and brew. You you think that they would have set up an entire brew fest to have like beer with onions? Well, you know, I wasn't thinking just onions and beer. I thought maybe hot dogs, maybe pretzels. Maybe other accompaniments, accoutrements, as one might say. I, I wouldn't say that mostly because I don't know that word, but I mean... Oh, well, there's no shame <laughs> in that. I apologize. No, no, it's okay. Yeah. It, are you running for office? Because I think getting somebody like you in City Hall would be great. Oh, do you think I should? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still so new to town. I mean, you, know, you never know until you take your shot. And you know what? Mm. Uh... I will personally run your campaign if you like ever want to do that. I mean, I know elections aren't until November, but I mean, the cutoff Ooh. is June. So yeah, anyways, we're getting sidetracked. William and I are very interested in expanding. Um, you know, we talked about doing a remodel or building an addition onto our current house. But, you know, we're talking about adopting and we want a house that's bigger has a bit more of a yard a pool exactly. would be nice a trampoline more, more welcoming exactly you you more get welcoming, me not so cramped yeah i see i mean i mean your, your your place now is beautiful i wouldn't say anything against your place now no yeah and you I did an amazing job picking out our house and that's whenever we were talking about you know talking about expanding our family we knew we had to go to tam joe because you you just you, you knew right away you you had the exact right idea. Oh, bless you. You have a gift. <laughs> okay. Tammy Jo blushes a little bit. It's hard to tell because she's wearing a lot of uh, rouge already. Uh, but just just a little bit, just a little bit pinker and just a faint little twinkle in her eye. <laughs> um, I think it's that time that William takes a, a drink of his beer and like stops and like his eyes just kind of like grow like kind of big. And then he just kind of. Like politely, like puts his hand over the, the the bottle and just like kind of spits it back in. <laughs> T- Tammy Joe picks up one of the one of the spare napkins from her side and just hands it to him silently. Uh, he he signs nods. He signs thank you. As you're sitting there, a blonde woman steps in in a pantsuit of power. She's got short blonde hair that is, you know, may or may not be bleached, but it, you're, you're pretty sure it's bleached. And you recognize her immediately. Her name is Chelsea Goddard Riser. Chelsea. 
Chelsea. Well, Tammy Joe, how are you doing today? Well, just enjoying enjoying a brew with my friends here. What brings you by? Oh, you know, I I love supporting the local businesses. Of course. And Chelsea, where's it, Ken? Hey, Ken. Yeah. Uh, I just came by for a uh, a twelve pack of your wonderful brew. Do you think you could set that up? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, let me just dispense them for you real fast. And Ken gets to work while she's waiting. Ken, don't don't give away all of it now. You still owe me a thirty pack. <laughs> a, a thirty pack? I don't I don't remember us talking about a thirty. I mean, I yeah, I mean, yeah, de- yeah, definitely a thirty pack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tammy Joe gives him a big wink over <laughs> over Chelsea's shoulder. <laughs> he he just smiles big and like winks back. And Chelsea's like, are, are you winking at me? No, no. I just uh, I had something in my eye. That's that's all. That's all. Chelsea turns around and she's looking at her phone and then she looks at Allison. She's like, so how are y'all liking your house? Oh, you know, it's 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 nice. Um, we were just talking to Tammy Joe about maybe expanding. Oh, well, you know, Tammy Joan has has nice selection of properties, but if you want some 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 better neighborhoods, uh, you definitely know you want to go with me. And she like hands them her card and just winks. And Allison takes it and she's like, oh, yeah, thanks. We'll uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely have this. Chelsea, you know, you know, my philosophy about better neighborhoods Neighborhoods are made by the people who live in them. Right. And there are some neighborhoods that are just better than others, closer to schools, nearer to better businesses. And, uh, well, you know, there's that crime element. Mm. And Allison's like, there's crime in Jupiter Hollow. Well, you know, we have some vagrants. Just more clients as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Well, you can have it. I prefer paying clients. Miss Chelsea, Miss Chelsea, I, I I have your uh, I have your 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 order here ready. Um, and Chelsea smiles. Thanks, Ken. Uh, give me a call sometime. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll uh, I'll uh, Facebook you. Chelsea walks out. Allison is about to say something about Chelsea, and everything in the tent starts to rumble, like. Yeah, like it's shaking so hard, like the keg is like shaking on the table and then it falls over and burst open. And Ken yells, my beer. <laughs> Poor Ken. Zelda, you've been dragged along to the Onion Beer Fest by some of your co-workers. Um, it was Victoria, yes. Hilda and Richard, um, all professors at your school. Now, really, it was Victoria and Hilda who who spearheaded this. But, you know, Richard was kind of dragged along as well. And to give uh, our listeners some some context, Victoria Noonan is the professor of psychology at the Harrington State University. Uh, She has mid length black hair in a tight bun. Uh, She's Latinx um, with a short, squat, thick frame. And she wears glasses, but they have kind of square frames themselves. But people really know Victoria because she drives a really sweet muscle car. It's a Corvette. It's like a it's a 60s model Corvette. You also have Dr. Hilda Van Horn, who is a professor of literature at Harrington State. 
Um, she's a tall white woman in her mid fifties with massy brown hair that has just streaks of gray. Uh, she loves wearing bright and colorful flowy outfits. She wears large glasses that take up most of her face. And she grew up in Switzerland. And then we also have Dr. Richard Rockwell. He is a professor of history. He's a white man in his 50s. He's got a big bushy beard and his hair is kind of thinning at the top, but it's grayish brown with just sprinklings of white. He tends to wear loose jackets and open neck t-shirts. If we were to date this, this is happening in February. And Richard just came back from a sabbatical that he had taken off from the university because his wife had uh, tragically, tragically passed from an aneurysm. So getting him out and about is kind of what Victoria and Hilda's like main objective is. Because, I mean, while, while they do love to drag people along to social events, their hearts are in the right place. So they just put onions in the beer. Is, is that what it's called, Zelda? I... I... I, I, I don't know. You know, what? I should probably just go back to my apartment. I, I don't I I'm not going to be a good guide for you. And, you know, uh, you should probably concentrate on, you know, Dr. Rockwell. And so I'm just going to go. Thank you so much. Uh, just starts walking backwards. Victoria grabs you by the wrist. Oh, no. And she's like, no, you're new to town. You need to make an appearance. It's very important. I I can't I can't see why. Richard kind of gives you a look and he's like, please, if if I have to be here, I need you to be here. Uh, okay, okay, I will stand <laughs> right here and then you can tell me when I can leave. Hey, um, I think you're standing in my spot. Uh, I do Oh, oh, it's a joke. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't pick those up so great. Uh, and she still moves over a little. <laughs> okay, there. Are you wearing like a, they're like jackets that are over you, your regular outfit, cardigans? Oh, oh yeah. She's, she's dressed in like rumpled layers. Yeah. You feel a tug at it. And whenever you turn around, it's Larry and Lawrence. How old is Zelda? Just to kind of give us uh, an idea. I'd say like, like around like, 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 like 25. Okay. Yeah. They are definitely older than you. They're like probably in their forties and Larry and Lawrence have been going to college for about 20, 25 years. They're they're very famous celebrities on campus because they own most of the on campus clubs like they have their ways in and any of the stipends from that money is kind of sort of how they live off because they definitely aren't living off student loans anymore. They shut that down. The U.S. government was like, we're on to you. Uh, uh, oh, hey, uh, Larry uh, Lawrence. Uh, hello, Professor. It's very interesting to see you here today. I was just finishing the paper that you assigned for our class, and I was just wondering about a few things. So in what way is a she-lin not a giraffe? I mean, can't we just say that the she-lin are giraffes from Africa that were imported over? Uh, I was... Yeah, I was worrying about the same thing, Professor. I mean, me and me and Lawrence is looking that up in the middle of the night, and uh, we just were, you know, we we're just flabbergasted. I mean, if, if that means that's real, I mean... Are, are all mythical creatures just based in something in reality? Something that we can perceive and just have an extra explanation? I mean, in that case, is there anything such as real as mythology in its first place? Or is it just something that just we just answered in just to make ourselves feel better? Especially when we see, like, whacked out weird stuff. Zelda's eyes get really <laughs> wide. Okay, so here's the thing. You're onto it, right? Like, you see it now, right? Like, the doors have opened, and that's fantastic to hear. We should talk, like, later. Because I think, and, like, she looks around. That might be something interesting to, to talk about later, you know, 
academically. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't academia all in one form of our life and aspects and in one range or another? You know, all copacetic like. I don't believe you're using that word right. I'm I'm using it right. I got an encyclopedia thesaurus. I I think I I have to be honest. I can't tell if you're very close to the truth or just full of it. It's really close. What truth is that? You hear Richard chime in. Oh, I am not prepared for this today. This is an outside day. I don't have my thinking in. This is my survival brain. I just have to make it through this. You make it sound like this is all torturous. I mean, I'm having a good time. If nothing else, seeing the look on people's face when they drink the onion beer. And about that time, Lawrence like takes a drink and he's like, yes, it's a very interesting flavor. I quite like it with the jalapeno touch. Yeah, see, this is all too much. I can't even process that. <laughs> it's about that time that the ground starts shaking. And there's some people who, like, they're already tipsy and they're falling over. And instinctually, like, Richard reaches out to, to grab you to make sure that you're safe. And this time we're going to go over to Eric. So, Eric, you've been contacted about doing a deal with a new client who's new to town. It's very near the Onion Beer Fest, like a rock's throw, because they feel like it's going to be hiding in plain sight. Uh, also, they felt like the cops, if they were even going to like stop in and on looking on your deal, they're going to be more focused on making sure everybody's the right drinking age and they're not getting too drunk and, you know, just general crowd control. Your client has requested something magical that'll help keep him awake. Absolutely no drugs or fake stimulants that are made in a lab. He wants the real raw magic deal. Well, he's going to get it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he'll rock up. Come on. I imagine he'll have gotten there about 20 minutes beforehand and we'll be waiting in the determined location. Uh, you know, hand. Yeah. what do you think the determined location is? Where would you want to, Oh yeah, I, yeah. Eric would have definitely directed this. He's not going to let just some rando new in town do the do the decision making on this. So it's probably going to be near to the back. So like, if you were to start, um, like where most people would be funneling in from, I guess from, well, I guess because it's on a thing at either end. So uh, yeah, near in the back, probably behind a. Actually, you're probably yeah, behind like the kegs or something because there's a lot of people talking. So like mm, it, yeah. would it would cover up any noise, like big things in the way. So yeah, probably there. Okay. So whenever you get there, you're soon approached by a man who looks like he's in his, he's probably in his 30s, but his appearance looks like he's older. Like he just looks like he's lived a hard, rough life. If you look closely at him, because I imagine like being being of a uh, shady past yourself, you really like to take in somebody's appearance. He's got little scars on his face and he's wearing like kind of aviators. He's got a crew cut hairstyle and he's wearing a long trench coat that's got like the collar popped up. He seems a little paranoid. He's like constantly like looking around. You, you're already feeling in your gut that this guy isn't. It may not be a cop, but he's definitely like being hella suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be a narc. So just gotta, just gotta make sure it's all, it's all, well, below the level. But you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, he'll go up to him, kind of in a nonchalant manner, and go, 
Are you looking to buy anything? You know, lots of things being sold around here, these parts. He turns to look at you and he's like, well, I'm looking for a man who can get very exotic items together. Oh, well, in this town, exotic means onion-based beer. But uh, I think I think I might know somebody who uh, can get you something a little bit on the, shall we say, magical side. Uh, That's exactly what I'm in the market for. Have you been, yeah, you, have you been uh, sleeping well? Or perhaps you're not wanting to sleep well. Sleep is the tool of the week. The divine insight is beyond sleep. Well, well, you might be just being luck. Uh, I was looking around for someone to uh, sell something to, but they didn't show. So maybe I could sell it to you instead. And he'll uh, he'll pull out a hat, kind of like an old style, like kind of, I guess you could maybe say like a, a conical hat, but that's flopped over to one side. Conical hat. Is that kind of like a wizard hat? Yeah, like a wizard hat, but it's not okay. indoors or anything. It, it, I, I'm thinking more like a knight hat cap kind of thing. Uh, okay, that okay, yeah, of, I get yeah. So, uh, don't mean to brag, but we uh, we got this off an alp. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're uh, charming little fellas. Uh, they uh, keep people up at night with their powers. And this, my good friend, is its hat. Is that like a reverse Sandman? Yeah. Get a, bit, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You never know in this world. Let's just say I don't ask questions that involve textbooks. I ask questions that involve cash. So if you would like this, this has the power of the Alp in it. Slap this on your noggin and you won't have a little wink of sleep at all. Of course, see, I was wanting to sell this to somebody today, but... I mean, I have to, you know, I have to get it off my hands, and I couldn't find this guy. So, I mean, How I'll give it to you, you. Oh well, he agreed on, you know, about two hundred. But I mean, if you're coming here, let's say three hundred. You know, to be fair, finder's fee for me of finding a new customer. You see, he like opens up like his hands out of the jacket, and like he has like a crumpled set of money. And whenever you look at his hands, you can see that they are also like cut up and scarred and wrapped in certain places. And he's like counting out this money like on his hand, like the bills, like he's like flattening them out and straightening them. And you can kind of catch a tattoo on his wrist that looks like a dagger. And he like counts out the money and he's like, I only have 280. Will that do? You know what? Because it's because it's the onion beer fest. I think it will, my good friend. Yoink, here's your hat. Thank you. And he like takes it and like just stuffs it into his interior coat pocket. And the ground starts shaking. For you, I want you to roll act under pressure because you're hiding out by the (laughs) the kegs. Oh no, my devious plan has backfired on me. Well, I'm going to get my nice dice. Oh, yeah, that's not super great. Ah, that's a five. So that's All a right. failure, but that's a nice experience point for me. So, haha, I still win. Yeah, but, you get an experience point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is it starts shaking and this guy's head whips around and he shoves you and just knocks you into the kegs. One like falls and hits you like square in the gut. And I want you to go ahead and take a harm. And the deck. Man down. 
the daggered man or the dagger let's just call him dagger dagger darts off well uh naturally eric is gonna go oh help help <laughs> an innocent bystander is here oh oh god oh i'm in so much pain oh this is potentially something that i could get liable for oh the pain and it's about that time amazing Everybody who is outside, and I'm, I'm sure Tammy Jo can hear this, but she can't see this. Um, you hear it aloud. Like a like a cork popping? Yeah. Um, it may it just sounds like pressure bursting out. And Zelda, you could probably definitely see this because this is not far from you. <sighs> a manhole cover shoots out into the air and flies hundreds of feet in the air, and it's spinning like a coin that's just been tossed. And out from this manhole worms this first part of it looks kind of like a snake humanoid that has all black skin and scales oh and it keeps going and you can see its arms aren't quite arms they're a bit more scaled until it gets to the elbow and then it turns into like hard chitlin plates Chitin. Chitin. Yes. Yep. Thank you. And at the end, like along the forearm, it's jagged. Oh. And then the ends of the hands aren't hands, but they're like sharp hooks. <laughs> this creature, its head is more snake-like than it is human, but it doesn't have eyes. The rest of its body forms out of this hole, this manhole, and it's about 30 feet long. And it rises up and it towers above the crowd. And like a cobra, this foil pops from its neck and it is just a haunting amount of eyes. Oh. And whenever it opens that up, the people below scream and freeze and turn to stone. Welcome to season two. Hey folks, welcome back to our new season in our new town. I'm Sam Richardson, $2 Creature Features new producer. With all this newness, we thought it was time to set up new tiers on Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash $2 creature or in the description below. They'll include hours of exclusive content on episodes, one-on-one -on -one shots with guest players set in world and arc breakdowns just to start. If you haven't already, leave us a review on Podcatcher or Spotify. The reviews are a huge help, and so is word of mouth, because the best way to help out your favorite podcasts is by telling your friends. Our promo this week is from The Monsters Playbook, a fellow Monster of the Week podcast. Here they are. The infinite hallway has been closed. It took a year for an unlikely trio to manage to seal dozens of holes in the fabric of reality. But I can see the threads of fate. I know there is more in store for them in this world, and in another. I see Kira Ashwood, the journalist who still bears the scars from her cult days, rising in great and terrible power. I see the supernatural social outcast, Mark Clayton, his abilities expanding and evolving, growing without limit, without explanation. I see the one they've yet to meet, a sorceress from between worlds, yet drawn to power and burdened by legacy. 
I see the extra-normal investigator Casey Davis, but for the moment, I am one of the few who does. I can see what's next. I can see it all unfolding, each chosen path. How does it end? <laughs> Even I don't know for sure. Join us on The Monster's Playbook. The Monster's Playbook is an actual play Monster of the Week podcast with new episodes released every other Tuesday. Come check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, uh, that's it for me. We'll be back in two weeks from today, March 8th, with the next episode of the new season. See you then. And now, back to your creature presentation. Tammy Joe, you've heard this manhole pop, <laughs> and you hear screaming crowds around you. What do you do? Allison William, I think it's probably about time... Uh, Maybe you go on home, have a relaxing evening. Um, you know, it just seems like maybe things are getting a little out, a little bit out of hand here. I'm just gonna go, um, you know, talk with the folks and the organizers, see if I can't help get things under control. Okay, here you go. And she pushes them out the back door. Why don't you roll me manipulate someone? <laughs> Gladly. Um, and I'm actually gonna go ahead and and. And this may not change things very much, but I'm going to use my my movemental dominion. Awesome. Um, so I, yeah. So I just 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 to make extra sure this works, I'm going to gaze into Allison's eyes and just give her a little a little psychic push. A little push. A little push. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it too strong now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That is seven on the dice plus two. So that is a nine partial success. Okay. Uh, when you gaze into a normal human's eyes, I'm assuming that Allison and William are fairly normal. Um, and exert your will over them, roll plus charm. Um, and seven to nine, hold one. And I am I am just instructing them to, to just get on out of here and go back home to their lovely home that I helped, I helped find for them and think more about their future family. Okay, yeah. I think I, it definitely works. Uh, does this like? Is there any kind of like, f like visual from you using this? Like your eyes like glow, or is it just like subtle? Like, I think it. It. I think my 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 smile gets a little wider, like maybe just slightly too wide, oh. and my my and my very friendly eyes just just sparkle a little. Just oh. char just a charming little sparkle. I love it. I love it. Chef's kiss. Yeah. I think it, Allison like grabs William and she's like, I'm scared. We need to go. And William nods and like waves to you and they head out. Can, I'm just going to I'm just going to poke my head out of the tent. See if I can't figure out what's going on. You're OK. here taking care of your tent, right? Yeah. 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 I, I um, I'll be honest. I'm thinking about skedaddling myself. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not afraid. It's just I, I got a wife and kids, you know. Uh, Got to look out for them, right? Uh, oh, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure it's nothing, though. I'm just gonna, you know, th th prob probably some beer just got a little too alcoholic. You know, all, all these all these other breweries. You're you're fantastic. I know, but there are some folks here that just don't know what they're doing, and probably just a batch went bad. About this time, you start hearing gunshots in the background. Oh. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I'm going. Uh, you, you take care of yourself, Tammy Joe. And, okay. And he just like bolts out the back of the tent. Oh, 
All right. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna stick my head out just like the flap of the tent and peek out. And what what can I see from here? You see this snake like towering over a few statues of humans. There are some that are complete full statues. There are some that like like part of the the person's face is turned to stone. Then there are people who aren't stone but are frozen in place. Do you think you're on the front side facing the the snake or behind it? I'll be facing it. Sure. Okay, I need you to make a roll for me then. As <laughs> as its hood is open, um I need you to roll plus cool. Oh god. Why did I say that? All right. It's not my worst stat, but it's not my best stat. Hey, I I like uh I like um you know, challenging you all. I like, yeah. I like, I'm glad you're letting me show off this creature's abilities before you absolutely <laughs> slaughter it. Yeah, it's terrifying. That's a five total. So that's a fail. All right. This abilities uh, are called the Basilisk Gaze. Uh, whenever it opens its frills, hunters that can see it roll plus cool. On a miss, you freeze in terror and take minus one on the next move dealing with the creature. Okay. Cool. Be sure to mark that experience. Let's go ahead and go over to Zelda. <sighs> so Zelda, yeah, you see this creature emerge, and Richard next to you says, "What the hell?" Uh, Zelda kind of instantly goes to, "Okay, all right, remember, okay, remember your family stuff. All right, okay." Um, and she will, uh, before doing anything, she takes a second and she's going to try to read a bad situation. That's wonderful. I- I'm supposed to think about this. I'm supposed to think about this. Spectacular. Uh, roll plus sharp. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> 11. 11. On a 10 plus, you hold three. You can ask one of these questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's the most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay. So, uh, one of those questions? You can ask three of them. Oh, okay. Uh, Her first thought is like, okay, so I have to assess this. She's like talking herself through this. uh, What's the most vulnerable to me? She's going to try to figure out what's the, like the weak spot that she can do anything about. Oh, okay. That's, that's perfect. Um, So whenever you look at this creature, um, you know, basilisk, like from your history with your family, yes. you know, the basilisk, cause you, you idea it like right away. It's basilisk. Yeah. It's, it's some sort of basilisk. It's some breed. Um, but you know, they don't last very long on their own and they certainly don't get to this size. So there's gotta be something that's maybe anchoring it. Ah. And you notice that there is a inlaid golden color wrapped around its tail. And on this color, you see sigils and symbols that you recognize as a binding spell. Ah. So someone has purposely kept this serpent under Jupiter hollow, possibly for all this time. And it's been bound here. Ah, she's like, excellent. Okay. So let's see. I got that right. Okay. So saying that, that there's obviously something else involved. Her, her next thought is, um, uh, are there any danger she hasn't noticed? Um, currently no okay excellent and then she's like oh wait okay i'm supposed to protect people too okay that's like what heroes do okay uh, and then her next would be what's the best way to protect the victims which victims are you talking about are you talking about your students and the professors uh, are you talking about everybody um, in total or i think uh her is uh the people who are in front of the basilisk right now who seem to be in the most immediate uh danger you know the basilisk bite is it's not permanent uh, um but it does require big magic to to cure 
Okay. And and for that big magic spell, you don't know if you could accomplish it now with with the creature there. Right. Like it, it wouldn't be a good idea to. I mean, you could try it. <laughs> oh, oh no 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 no! That's not what Zelda does. It's fine. She knows things, and then she tells other people, and they do the thing. I think what her process would be next is she's oh she does not want to do this, but she doesn't know who else would know anything. So she'd try to start moving towards it, focused on the tail collar, mm-hmm. but not as fast as she could go. It's like oh no no no, <laughs> this can't be up to me. Yeah, you hear Victoria and she shouts, Zelda, what are you doing? We have to get out of here. Uh, I, I, I am. I'm just, I'm just taking a different route. Don't worry. You take, 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 take Dr. Rockwell. He's been through enough. Roll manipulate someone. Oh, God. You're, it's more just to like make sure that they'll Uh leave without you. Oh, no, it's charm. Okay, that's not. Uh, Eight. Eight. Okay, seven to nine. They'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. If you ask too much, they'll tell you what, if anything, it would do for them to do it. Oh no, uh, I I think you just need to be safe. It's 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 okay. I promise. I'll I'll call you later, and, and tell you I'm 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 okay. I will. Well, I'll probably text you, not call you. It's a monster. It just turned up to stone. And you can already see, like, uh, Hilda is already taken, like, Richard. Like, Hilda and Richard are, are already bolting. Larry and Lawrence, like, they, they were gone, before, like, whenever the manhole cover popped. Like, you just, like, see, like, on the ground where they dropped the beer and ran. Like, so there's just shattered glass, like, there. It's Victoria who's being stubborn, and I can't just leave you with this monster. Come on. I, um, I know a thing, and I think I can help, and I'm just a fo- I'm supposed to to do this. Stay here, okay? Oh, okay. And she'll try to keep moving. She's gonna stick around, but like you see her like pull out of her purse, like she has a like, gun, like at the ready. <laughs> so like in case it like looks at her, she's she's going down swinging. Excellent. She's probably more prepared than I am. And so Zelda's <laughs> just like, okay, this is it. I'm gonna do it. All right, and I think at this time we should move over to Eric. Eric, okay. you are under a pile of kegs. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but even under this pile, like you can like like roll them out of the way fairly, yeah, yeah, fairly yeah. easy. Um, <laughs> but whatever you look up, like you can see the like head of this creature, like behind you, I'd say. Like you're like behind it. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fortunate. I mean, I could give I mean I could put you in front of it if you want. No, 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 no. I'll take the hard choice of being behind this thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. take that. I'll take one for the team. All right. All right. You just hear the the, 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 the slapping of of his feet against the pavement. And he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Are you running? No, 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 no. Um, oh, okay. Like, he's going to look at that thing. And probably the first thing he's going to say is, oh, fuck, they've femmed me. And then he's going to be like, oh. okay, uh, hmm. And he's gonna, he's gonna pull his phone out. Like obviously, I have to mm-hmm. push all the kegs off. He's just going to press a button, speed dial somebody. He doesn't even know who. There's four people. <laughs> he has four contacts on his phone. One of them is enough. He'll just go, okay. I need you down here now. Go. And then he's just gonna hang up immediately. Hopefully, whichever one picks that up, they'll they'll come and help because he does know that none of them showed up. Uh, his crew, at least. Uh, and then he's going to be like, 
And you know what? I think he is also going to read a bad situation because that is kind of something he's good at. So yeah, I yeah, feel like that's good. a reasonable. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a brawler. So Oh, you've gotta be That's a six. So no, this thing's just fucking terrifying, but I got another experience point. Okay. And uh do you have your grimoire on you? I do. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Okay. Then you say this into the phone and the snake creature, the basilisk, turns its head to look at you. Fuck. <laughs> it opens up its frills and Shit. all of the eyes are now focused on you and I need you to roll plus cool. Oh, okay. Please, please, dice, please. I don't want to. I'm already shit. Someone's leveling up quickly. That's a three and a four total. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking level up at the end of this game or session. Yep, that sounds like Garrick. All right, on a miss, you freeze in terror and uh, you All take right. minus one on the next move to deal with the creature. All right, uh, up to you, Zelda. <laughs> oh no! Well, um, uh, I was gonna go go back to Tammy. Because yeah. it's her turn. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. The rest of us are frozen. And uh, Timmy, I need you to roll me act under pressure. Oh, all right. All right. Timmy, Timmy stares down at this creature and tries to tries to calm herself. Okay. Okay. That's an eight. All right. On a seven to nine, I'll give you worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. So let me explain what happens. So, uh -huh. despite seeing this very dangerous creature in front of you, you feel this strong pull to go into the tunnel it came from. It's like deep in your chest. It's you can't describe it because you've never experienced anything quite like it. And so I'm going to give you a hard choice. You can stay and try your odds with the basilisk or you can go down into the tunnel and find out what's calling you. Oof. If I look around from from my my frozen self, so I guess f facing one direction but darting my eyes around, do I see anyone that I know that is either frozen or that I can see like peeking out of a tent? No, by this point, like people are already like running scared and like running. So there are some okay. people that you may know, like former clients who are. Like frozen, you're still pretty new to the area. Um, something you do see is you see a gentleman with a crew cut and a long trench coat run and baseball slide into this hole in the ground. Hmm. And that is not somebody I recognize. No, he looks pretty shady. So the so the basilisk is completely out of the hole at yes. this point. Yeah. Okay. At the very tip of its tail is this collar, which you haven't noticed yet. We got this. Go explore the cave. <laughs> I mean the the sewers. <laughs> Making um, space. Just Tammy really doesn't want this thing to screw up her chance at a new life in a new town with new business prospects she came here for a reason and at the same time 
The same thing that drew her here. The same thing, the same reason she had to leave home is is she is nothing if not driven. <laughs> and I think she feels this, this sort of pull that feels different from anything she's felt before, but also feels maybe a little bit familiar because she she knows what it feels like to be to be pulled to do something it definitely feels like an old friend is calling you yeah i think she shakes off this this fear and paralysis for a minute and and mutters a curse under her breath towards the basilisk and sprints as fast as her chubby little middle-aged frame can towards that hole in the ground okay going down Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you go down this hole and you can hear dripping, but it is completely pitch black and you hear the pitter patter of feet running across brackish water. If you want to go any further in there, you're going to have to use like a cell phone light or something like that or a flashlight if you have it on your keychain or something like that. She for sure has her she has her personal phone and her work phone and a keychain that has has, I think, both has a little emergency light and a whistle and uh, one of those little mini pepper spray canisters. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And all, and also one of those, you know, the um, the uh, is it one of those like little kitty cat brass knuckle things? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. those awesome. Yes. Yes. I saw it in my head. I'm like, this is what Tammy would have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does not. She does not actually mechanically have brass knuckles because that's a specific choice I have to make, and I chose to take a nine millimeter instead. But just for flavor wise, she has the kitty cat brass knuckles. I, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna make a, a ruling right now. I would be disappointed if she didn't have those. <laughs> Excellent. So Zelda, you see a guy in a trench coat who looks like he may be a Matrix reject shoot down this this hole. And then you see Tammy Joe go after him. Oh, okay. Yes, that uh, a hole. I I could probably handle that. Uh, and then there's something controlling this thing. Okay, I think my original plan of trying to sneak up to it and prying off the collar is probably ill-advised for my level of strength. Well, you roll act under pressure, but you get a plus one because you're acting on your read a bad situation. Oh. Oh, okay. Then she's going to focus on what she can see. And she absolutely, her plan is to try to take that thing off its tail. Okay. Roll me act under pressure. Oh boy. Okay. Wait, act under pressure is cool. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. This is fine. Oh no. Five. Okay. I mean, you can take the loss, but I'll also remind you that you have luck, which will turn it to a 12. Uh, can now when the GM suggests luck, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe take some luck. Well, I've, I have a question. Can I offer a move which might help? Yeah, what's your move? She has often overlooked when she acts all crazy to avoid something. She rolls weird, and she can be depending on the result. She can seem uh both unthreatening and unimportant, or at least one of those. Hmm. How are you acting all crazy? Like, well, how are I you think, Nick caging right now? Oh, uh, she gra- she would grab one of the beers and just start chugging it and going, yes, delicious. <sighs> Come with me, my beer. 
this is uh, inspiration I need. And she'll twirl a little. And she's like, yes, this is amazing. And kind of try to like look like she's not heading towards the basilisk. <laughs> that she isn't aware of it. And she's just trying to get more of this delicious, delicious onion brew that is not making her sad with every sip. I, I just like the concept that basically for this to succeed, you have to somehow be weirder than this multi-eyed snake. Mo- so I, I really like this. Like that, that, I mean, yeah, no, you are weirder than this thing. Yes. So I, right. yeah. uh, roll me plus weird and we'll see how this works. Yeah, this how this works. goes down. Ten. Oh, okay. So yeah, it works. It goes off flawlessly. Excellent. Um, so yeah normally you would have like suffered like some harm or something bad for trying this um but yeah you you like are like you go near this tail and like i don't know like how obvious you are in like trying to take the the collar off but the basilisk turns its head to look and it just pulls its tail out of your hands and then its focus like goes right back to pursuing eric and from there let's go for eric a much better target. A much better target. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> wow. Really fucking doesn't like me for no apparent reason. Okay. Uh, well, well then. there's there's enough reason, but. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess. Okay. Anyway. Uh, oh, boy. Well, knowing my crew, it's going to take one of them at least six hours to get here, even though they live like. Like only four streets away, and they have a car, but it doesn't matter. They're they're there to do crime. They're not there to fight big monsters. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, I also like the idea that he's like, oh, is this an actual emergency or is he just needing like a McDonald's again? Because I swear to God, he just like randomly goes get here now and then hangs up. Because I because I have a pickup truck. I don't know why you need that for McDonald's, but there we are. Uh, okay. Uh, mm, well, Eric being Eric. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to explore this character trait because he fancies himself a bit of a mage. Should know All right. his weird is his weird is minus one. All right, oh. <laughs> He's, he fancies himself. He's not actually very good at it. But this is a monster. Uh, oh, by the way, actually, there's a question: Does Eric see Zelda like? Is Zelda weird to the monster? But Eric's like, this is just a person. Yeah, I think I just imagine like you're trying to like now move around because you know it's on you. And like as you move around, like you can see you definitely saw a dagger go into the the hole and you saw Tammy Joe scuttle in. And then you see Zelda like stumbling around and like you probably can see that like it's clear she's going for that that collar. But the basilisk like seems more focused on you. Great, great, yeah, yeah, great, 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 great. yeah, <laughs> fucking great. Okay, <laughs> he's gonna turn to see Dagger going, motherfucker, and then start gonna do like a kind of oh fuck, and then he's gonna be like, okay, ah, uh, okay, yeah, I'm sure I read something, snakes, eyes, something. He's flipping through his grimoire really quickly, like ah, uh, this one, okay, and he's gonna turn and he's gonna be like. Oh god, I really should have taken Latin in high school. And then he's gonna point his finger at it and he's gonna use magic and he's gonna hopefully shoot a bolt of something at it. Or he's gonna blow his fingers off. Okay, so you wanna do harm? Yeah, do harm. Alrighty. Um 
Why don't I you have roll a minus me that? forward, don't I? I love it. Uh, yeah, because you're doing it directly at the creature. Yeah, yeah. So it's minus two. Oh boy. Yeah. It means I have so. to get a twelve to succeed without a fall. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh wow. Oh shit. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. No, that's a fail because it's minus two. So uh, it was an eight, but now it's a six. So uh, it looks like my finger's getting blown off. No, I, I don't know. What happens um, if you fail magic? Just nothing happens, or do I get punished? Oh, um, you lose control of magic. This never ends well. Oh, yeah. Fun. But I will say, Zelda, do you want to help out? Oh, uh, yes. Anything that keeps the focus away from her. Well, I was going to say, you can clearly see Eric like trying to cast yes. magic. Ah, okay. Because he's he's not being subtle. He's running with a book open. Okay. And uh, yeah, you you can I, probably tell like just by looking at it, it's a grimoire. You've seen several. Uh, it's very dog eared. Uh, yes. How 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 could she help? Everybody has the move help out, which is a roll plus cool <gasps> ah, that oh, can yes, yes. give a plus one. But how you help out is up to you. Like grab the snake's tail, or Fire you may like launcher, you know, just anything. It, even yeah. if you know like little helpful magic, you can like say like a little spell to like help his aim or something like that. Uh, what is that? So that's uh, that's six. Okay. Oof. Oh, we're no. gonna be we're gonna be so powerful by the end of this and dead. <laughs> I, I think she was probably like her thought is like, oh, excellent. Uh, he, the basilisk is, dis- is distracted, so she has these throwing knives, and she's taken one out. And she's her her thought was, "I will try to pry off this ring." And I figure she might have just gone a little too deep. Mm, I like that. Into the yeah, like oh no, she heard a crunch and it wasn't good. Mm, how are we? How am I gonna? How am I gonna play this? All right, I think <laughs> Eric, whenever you cast this spell, yep, you hear a noise that sounds like flatulence. And oh, your, that. your grimoire starts laughing at you. Oh, well, oh. fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the basilisk grows tentacles down its body. We're going to have a stern talking to you, fucker. <laughs> Closes it Zelda. roughly. Oh, no. Now, failing on helping out makes you more the target. Oh. So this is the second time you've kind of gone for this collar. And the basilisk turns, and it's going to attack you. It's going to take a bite, and you're going to take three harm. Ah! I was, I, I was going to ask the question, how does protect some work? But I've had my go because I use magic, so. I mean, I don't, I don't think this, yeah, this is going to be like an episode of Supernatural where you all just like keep moving to like block each other from getting hit. Okay. Uh, she has opinions on this guy's magic ability. That's <laughs> the face um, going. I have opinions. <laughs> I, I so this is going comparatively well by this point in our pilot episode for for season one we had almost killed each other multiple times and had used at yeah. least one luck point <laughs> so whenever it bites into you not only that you start feeling sluggish and if you look at where it bit you it's starting to fortify and harden uh, no. And you oh, can no. tell part of your. What do you think it bit you? Uh, I think it's, it's probably around like shoulder because she's probably kind of bent yeah. over trying to pry it off. Yeah. So you can feel in your shoulder, it's starting to feel dead to you. Oh, no. Eric, you can see that 
it's starting to fortify into stone. Well, I mean, from Eric's position, this has gone pretty well. Like, he didn't die from casting a spell, and he's taken no harm. So I have a lot of opinions. I think it's so time to opinions. make an escape. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tammy, how you doing? Little, little damp down here. Little, little, yeah, little, little, wor- little worried about my new pair of flats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're feeling this call now. Like in full force. Now that you're down here, you're feeling it even mm, more. Okay. Almost to the point where like, even though you know it's supposed to be cold and wet here, it reminds you of that trip that you took to Bermuda. <laughs> and, you know, whenever you were on the mm-hmm. beach and just like how at peace you were. If you're moving closer on to it, uh, why don't you go ahead and read a bad situation for me? Okay. I'd love to do that. Okay, well, that is seven on the dice minus one. That is a failure. Okay, so... What is happening? You've activated a f- special feature. Oh, good. I'm, I'm so I'm so excited. thankful that you all are trying this stuff out, because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get to show off, and, you know, there's custom moves all over the place in this, and people oh. love their custom moves. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and roll the uh, the dice. That's it's never it's never good when a keeper is rolling dice. That's okay. always that's pretty much always a bad sign in this game, I feel like. <laughs> All right. You hear like the slapping of water behind you and you realize you're not alone. Do you look? <laughs> um I do look. First first I I pull I think she's she's been clutching her purse. Mm-hmm. With, with one hand and um, and holding up her phone with her other. I think before she turns around, she just shifts her phone so it's in the same hand as her purse, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and pulls her nine millimeter out of <laughs> out of her purse and just is holding is holding that, too. OK, so you turn and look and mm-hmm. you see. A small blue skinned creature with a big bushy white beard. Like it's kind of, it's really wild. Its eyes are, its eyes are kind of a lime green that are slitted kind of like a cat's eye. Oh, okay. It doesn't have a shirt on, but it has like kind of almost like burlap pants. Okay. And a very distinguished red hat that has blood dripping from it. And it pulls out a knife and it's going to lunge forward. Do you want to kick some ass or do you want to try to avoid it? I, let's see, do I want to kick some ass or do I want to try to do something magical right now? Oh, are you going to have use magic as your weird move? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're just a magic bunch. <laughs> Naya's giving me the, eh, not so yeah. much me. <laughs> some, some of us, some of us more than others. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, 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 you know what? I think, I think Tammy, I think Tammy startled as this thing is is jumping at her. She is, she is just gonna go ahead and try and shoot at it. Awesome. Um, and Let's she kick does, some ass. Yeah, and she uses unholy strength, oh. uh, which is yeah. So roll, roll plus weird instead of plus tough when you kick some ass, which is good. It's very good for me because I'm not very tough. So she 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 channels her inner sense of magical weirdness into her little nine millimeter, and we'll see if that works. <laughs> that is that is a nine. Okay, 
So on a nine, you both exchange harm. Uh-huh. So what does your weirdness look like whenever it manifests in this kicking of ass? Like, do your eyes, like, adjust to the light or do you feel like, you know, your patron's guidance? Same as before, her, she gets a little, just a little twinkle in her eye. Mm-hmm. And I think she feels like a rush. The, the same rush that she gets when she when she closes a really good tricky deal, <laughs> yeah. just the, just this like, oh, I did it. Yeah, I made, I made that happen. It's and the world around you slows down as he's jumping, and you just feel like this sudden like blissfulness, and you get the twinkle in your eye, and you squeeze the trigger, and it it hits him square in the chest. How much harm do you do? Uh, that is two harm and it is also, it also has the loud tag. So this gunshot reverberates through this underground space. Oh yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. It echoes off the walls. Um, you're probably a little bit deafened right now. You're deafened. He's deafened, but your shot hits him and he explodes into like this green goop. Ooh. Okay. And this dagger that he had flies and just stabs you in the chest. (gasps) And you take one harm. My shoes, my blouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got you've got his bits on you. Oh, this is not this is not what I had planned for today at all. While you're still exploring the tunnels, we're going to go down to Zelda. Okay, this isn't going great. Uh, But she's on the tail still. And at this point, she'll just switch the knife to her other hand that uh, isn't attached to an ossifying shoulder. Uh-huh. And she's still just trying to get that thing off. Okay. You want to use um, act under pressure? Or do you want to use... I mean, you could... I mean, I would buy kick some ass as well, I'll be honest. Like, depending on how frustrated you are getting this off. Oh, uh, yeah. I think a kick some ass because she's like, I, I'm not even... I'm not supposed to be out here. This isn't supposed to be me this isn't supposed to be me and i just want to go back to my apartment all right roll me some kicks some ass and okay so eight eight okay so you like are like trying to like you know saw at this and get this off yeah and it's you know there's this sickening squelch is like you know it Ugh. leaks out and you find like it works a lot better but you feel like a sharp thwack ah. as this creature's arms hits you and it moves your body in like such a way like you kind of just yank this golden collar off of the tail <sighs> before you and Eric, the creature like poof, <gasps> it's like uh, Avengers Affinity War and it just goes to dust. <sighs> Zelda will just sit there in whatever position she got flipped off and over just like, okay. Yeah, I'm a hero. This is what this is what we do. Okay. <laughs> Eric would like to go over to Zelda and take take the thing from her and make a dash no. from it. No, she's holding. Up. <laughs> she would be holding up to it pretty hard. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be a contest. No. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. No, <laughs> Mister, not very good at um, magic, magic guy. You can't be trusted with this. Are you going to try to convince her that you need it? Or now, how does that? Because there's a special kind of rule with players, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say it's either gonna be an act under pressure or it's gonna be manipulate something. Manipulate someone is gonna be entirely up to her. 
and if she goes with it she gets experience but if it doesn't work like it just won't work like she'll keep it <laughs> megan <laughs> how light are you on experience right now yeah <laughs> Uh, I no, I think I'll go for Adson's pressure because partially because they're both the same role. But he's not like trying to con her. He literally is just being a scavenger and taking advantage of a situation. Like he's, it, 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 there's no honor or like suave with this. He really is just being kind of a scumbag right now and taking advantage of someone else's misery, misery that he could have had inflicted upon him. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, but he's not. He's not like gonna punch her or something he is just right right scurrying over seeing if he can grab it while you know zelda's like <laughs> and then seeing if yeah. he can make a break for it if he fails he's still gonna make a break for it but roll act under pressure for yep. me two fives. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i think um. the first success i've had <laughs> yeah so you you wrench this from her hands because I think you kind of have the ah! um, and you just yoink no. it. Yep. I will probably say he's not covering his face. So you can see, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll yeah. probably remember this face. Uh, yeah, he's just going to make a dash for it. Alright, well, before you dash off, I want you to roll me an act under pressure. Again? Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, I'm probably I'm going to level up now. I was, that was insanely <laughs> lucky. <laughs> Uh, that is a six and a three, <laughs> which is a nine. Plus one so would you got be a, a ten. Why is okay. I can only roll that when I'm being an asshole? I know. I'm going to remember this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zelda will remember that. So you do take this, and whenever you do, you feel like your perspective shift for a moment. And it goes from the creature down into the tunnel through this pathway and you can see an open vault that is under Jupiter Hollow. Inside, you can see rows and rows of security boxes. And it looks like somebody has gone through some of them, but it almost like tingles like a more base part of your brain. And you can feel there is a lot of magic down there. A lot of items oh, that no. you could make bucos from. <laughs> Since you rolled a success, I will give you the the choice of whether you want to go down into the hole or if you want to just roll See, off with this. That's collar. the thing, because I do think that Eric is more of a plan heist kind of crook. Like he is being opportunistic right now, but I feel like when he's presented with something mm -hmm. like that, that's a plan for the future kind of thing, not a act immediately. Also, because he saw Tammy go down there and you know she had that like business face on and he was like I don't want to get in the way of her but also but in, in complete seriousness he did see Dagger go down there and his criminal mind is going mm -hmm. right if he's involved I don't want to immediately follow after him because he's not a safe guy so yeah he's gonna just literally like run away with it just <laughs> and it's not it's not heroic it's not cool it's very it's very lame <laughs> no yeah it's very unexpected for me it's so unexpected. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought I'd fail. you see a, a car pull up and like swerve to the side and it's good old herschel oh yeah herschel. open the door and, and he opens up the door and he's like I thought you said we needed to fight something, boss. He jumps in, literally jumps in the car. Go, 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 go. 
Yeah, and he peels off. Well, Zelda, do you try to hunt down and track down Eric, or are you going to go down into the tunnels, or are you just going to go back home? Well, she she takes a second to try to sit up as well as she can with like a stone shoulder. And no, like whenever you pull the collar off, like I'm guessing, like you had your fingers through it. Yeah, yeah. your stone shoulder went away. You oh. still have the open wound yeah. where you took three harm, but. Your stone isn't <laughs> happening anymore. Fantastic. And I, I can I can sew this. This is no problem. Uh, <laughs> she takes a second if she can, and she's got her notebook full of notes, and she takes it out, and she uh, turns to the threats page, which has mm-hmm. notes and drawings, and she takes a second to do a sketch of Eric <laughs> and with some notes, bad magic user... <laughs> Takes things from heroes, slinks away, no honor, and she closes it up and puts it away. And she's like, okay, I have to guess I have to continue. I don't want to deal with him right now. That'll be later. I have lots of time and I'm very focused. So she'll go towards the hole. No honor. <laughs> no, that is completely fair. I, I no criticism from me at all. Perfect description of Eric. And I think we will take up on that next time on Two Dollar Creature Feature. Thank you for listening, y'all. 